Alright, so this one's going to be a little different because instead of explicitly talking about uh, one single game or one single movie or whatever, I'm going to be talking about kind of a franchise in general. And that is uh, my favorite video game franchise of all time, probably, which would be Legend of Zelda. And I actually don't have that long history of Legend of Zelda, I guess. Technically, the first one I played was surprisingly Skyward Sword, which I would actually say is one of the worst 3D Zelda games. But uh, what really made me fall in love with the series was definitely Ocarina of Time 3D for the 3DS, which is, you know, the remake of Ocarina of Time uh, from N64. And I'll talk a little about that and also about Link Between Worlds and also just about the series in general. So, um, Legend of Zelda is a classic uh, fantasy adventure series. I don't really know how to describe it. I guess I guess the game genre would be action-adventure. But really what it is, is you are dumped into a world. You almost always have a spooky dream or something like that. And you play as Link, who is the kind of blonde-haired, usually left-handed, green-tuniced protagonist of every Zelda game and every Zelda game generally has the same three elements you've got Link in a vast world which is usually but not always Hyrule and then you have uh, Zelda who is kind of your she usually helps guide you through the world often via kind of talking to you uh, through telepathic messages because that's a power she has and then there's Ganon, or Ganondorf, and he is the evil bad guy. And the three of them are representations of a magic object called the Triforce. Uh, Link is the representation of courage, Zelda is the representation of wisdom, and Ganon is the representation of power. And when all three of them clash and come together, the Triforce is formed, and whoever succeeds and takes the Triforce, spoiler alert, it's usually Link, gets to have a single uh, non-edited wish granted. And I say non-edited because it's not like a genie where it'll like read your wish incorrectly. Or I guess, I guess the term for it is monkey's paw. Uh, you get exactly what you want. And it can be anything like I want to be ruler of the world to I want to reform or I want, I want to repair everything that's been damaged or everyone that's been hurt by the bad guy or something like that. Like, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, you can even just wish for the Triforce to go away for a while. And the problem is, is the Triforce is kind of a cursed object because Zelda, Link, and Ganon constantly, uh, res I guess you could say, reincarnate over and over again until the end of time. And that is the reason that all of these games happen and there's a whole thing with the timeline and it's like this kind of complicated thing and i don't really i don't really think it's that important to love the series but it's something that like fans like to debate over but a lot of the games kind of have references to the other games but you can play um almost every single one as a standalone there are a few exceptions um I believe that Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild is the most recent like mainline Zelda game and it's actually probably one of the best. It's very very good. There's a reason everyone gave it a 10 out of 10. 
if you have a Nintendo Switch, it is a, in my opinion, it's a must-buy game. It's absolutely incredible. But the kind of crux of the series is Ocarina of Time. Uh, and that was also kind of the point where, uh, for a while, the Legend of Zelda series was considered very good. And then when Ocarina of Time came out, it blew everyone's minds. Uh, it probably seems pretty quaint nowadays in some aspects, but that's simply because literally every game developer looked at Ocarina of Time and said, hey, we're going to take some stuff from this and use it in our game, <laughs> which happens pretty often. I feel, I feel like there's often kind of a follow-the-leader type effect. Um, and Ocarina of Time is kind of like one of the more quintessential Zeldas. I think that if you... Uh, jump into Breath of the Wild first as a very, like, an absolute newcomer to the series. There's a lot of things Breath of the Wild does that are very different from other Zelda games, and that can be both a good thing and a bad thing. Because on the good side, like I said, there's literally, like, you know, there's no other game quite like Breath of the Wild. I think a lot there's a lot of games that are, that had stuff taken from them that were put into Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild is very unique. Um, a lot of the other games kind of follow a formula. Uh, it's literally called the Zelda formula, and they all—they all kind of follow like a pattern, I guess you could say. And I kind of like that because it gives this kind of like familiarity. But a lot of people got frustrated with it, and that's why they went with such a different direction for Breath of the Wild. Uh, and and the reason why I've been talking about that game so much is because it's very unique in that, much like the very first Zelda game. Breath of the Wild drops you into a world. You have a, a semi-small tutorial area to complete that's like a tiny microcosm of the main game. And then you can just go. And so you can fight the final boss, I would say, 30 minutes after starting the game, if you want. Uh, you're probably going to die because you don't have gear and you don't have you know, health or stamina or all that but you can uh, you can try to do it and I've seen people succeed on YouTube and it's pretty amazing I don't think I'm skilled enough at games to <laughs> win that quickly but uh, another thing too is that Breath of the Wild has a lot of kind of like survival elements and I know a lot of people are like survival that's games that have survival elements suck uh, the way they do it in this one's cool because a lot of the survival stuff is, um, I think, really well thought out. Like, you don't have a hunger meter, so you're not going to die of hunger. But instead of having health potions, you have to eat food to regain your health. And you can cook food and com like combine ingredients and stuff to create objects that will help you. Or, or not objects. You, you create different meals that, are, that will help you, that will give you health. Uh, give you bonus like extra health but it's temporary uh, you can get like extra attack or extra defense uh, kind of boost your stats and I've, I did that multiple times during my playthrough so I was fighting this really really hard boss that had like this huge super long magic like spear and I ate a bunch of defense food and suddenly you know I was able to take down the boss because I was getting hurt way less and I love that stuff. It's a very, very good use of that those sort of mechanics, because you're you're kind of scrounging around and you're like, okay, uh, these like crabs will give me defense, 
So I'm going to find a bunch of these crabs, and then I'm going to make a crab stew, and that crab stew is going to help me win the next battle. And that's super fun. I think it's a really fun element of the uh, game. Uh, another, other things in that game is uh, it does kind of towers, I guess you could say, better than a lot of other games. I think that um, the, the concept of towers is something that people kind of were upset about because there were a lot of them in like the Ubisoft sort of games. In this one, when you get to a tower, it unlocks the map. It does not unlock any icons on the map. So you literally have to pull out a spyglass, essentially, and then literally look around and be like, hey, that mountain looks cool. I'm going to go there. And then you go there and then you find a bunch of stuff and you're like, hey look there's rocks here and i'm gonna mine these rocks and get all these gems and it's awesome it the whole design of the new uh breath of the wild is to make you go on your own adventure no one is telling you other other than the very beginning nobody really tells you where to go other than giving you like hints or like um you know asking you to do stuff like quests but it's absolutely up to you whether you do that quest or not. And every single quest in the game, every almost everything in the game, is completely uh, unneeded, I guess you could say. Like, if you want to get really good gear and get cool extra powers, you can travel to the Divine Beasts, and there's four of them throughout the game, and they act as kind of both bosses and dungeons, and they're like these big... Uh, kind of mysterious clockwork giant clockwork monsters that are like roaming the world uh you you can go and fight all four of them and it will assist you in the final boss and give you powers that'll help you but you don't have to you can complete the entire game without killing a single divine beast and i love that i think it's a something that zelda really needed as a series i think it's something that the first Zelda kind of had to an extent, and they really kind of went wild with the idea here, using kind of modern technology to really realize that vision. Uh, there was a lot. There were a lot of times where I really just like, you know, put on my headphones, uh, you know, plugged them into the Switch, and just soaked in the world, because the sound design in all of the Zelda games, not just Breath of the Wild, is so good. The music is probably some of the best music nintendo has ever put out um there's so many songs from the ocarina of time soundtrack i think are absolutely like iconic um even some of the i guess you could say lesser known zeldas like majora's mask which is very weird and I, i'll probably talk about that in a little bit uh is very unique and very like just cool great fantasy music um i i'm sure a lot of video game fans know about the uh zelda's lullaby and those sort of songs and those are just like so good i i think that uh at some point they sometimes do concerts where they actually take like a full orchestra and they travel around and play the music from you know zelda and mario and pokemon and I would absolutely love to go to one of the Zelda concerts. Probably one of the Pokemon ones, too. Uh, Pokemon is a franchise I'm also absolutely obsessed with. I would say I'm maybe even a tiny bit more obsessed with it than Legend of Zelda. 
but it's definitely something I'll have to talk about in a completely different episode because I could go on for Pokemon. I could go on about Pokemon for hours. Um, so what's next? One thing that I've always loved about the Zelda series is that it's a fantasy series, but it's very different from, uh, you know, kind of like the standard fantasy template, I guess. Although there may be races a little bit similar to the kind of standard fantasy races you see a lot, they definitely do, um, you know, different stuff. And there's a lot of kind of things in every game that just come out of left field on purpose and are just very, like, weird and wacky kind of fantasy concepts. Uh, so, so for an example, in Ocarina of Time, you have Hillians, which are like humans, and they, they look like humans with elf ears. And... Uh, then instead of having like dwarves and elves, you have the Gorons, which are a little bit like dwarves and they are big rock people who eat rocks that live on a big volcano. Uh, they're also in Breath of the Wild. They're in a lot of Zelda games. They're very popular. They're, I love the Gorons. They're hilarious. Uh, and then you have the Zora and the Zora are like mermaid people. They're, they're fish people. And I love the way they do the Zora in Breath of the Wild. But I also love the way that the Zora are done in Ocarina of Time, and it's kind of two, they're similar but different ways of doing it. So, um, what's cool too is that in the original Legend of Zelda, uh, and, well actually I think maybe the first time they were in it was Link to the Past, which is one I actually haven't fully played, but it's like, it's like kind of the iconic Zelda before Ocarina of Time. Um, in, in that one, so in Link to the Past, the Zora mostly were just enemies. Uh, they they just shot little fireballs at you from the water, and there was nothing, you know, they weren't actually in the story at all. What's awesome is that in Ocarina of Time, they explicitly explain that there's two kinds of Zoras. There's river Zoras, which are more kind of um, harsh, and then there's o ocean Zoras, and the ocean Zora are more peaceful, kind of loving, uh, very introspective people. And so you find a bunch of Zoras in Ocarina of Time, and rather than being enemies, the Zoras are all kind of, you know, they're, they're like a slowly dying race. There's not a lot of them left, and they're like friends to the Hillians, and they like help them and make sure their water is pure and clean and stuff like that. And they like watch over the the aquatic, the aquatic parts of Hyrule, whereas Hillians kind of like watch over the land, and then Gorons watch over like the, the Death Mountain area, and it's it's really really cool, that they would you know kind of do something like that. That they would have a element to it, where you know the there's monsters in, uh, Legend of Zelda, but they're not always monstrous. I guess you could say. So, uh, for example, in the very first Legend of Zelda, there is a very funny scene, which is very funny despite being very primitive and simple, because it was, you know, like an 8-bit sort of game, where you go into a cave, and a moblin says a kind of famous line that they put in a lot of other Zelda games, which is, it's a secret to everybody, and he gives you a bunch of money. 
And the joke of it was, which was poorly translated into English, the joke was supposed to be that he was like, hey, like I, I'm not a bad guy. Don't kill me. I'm just going to give you a bunch of money so you leave me alone. And I love that. I love the idea of like, um, you know, I love the idea of uh, a monster just being like, you know, I actually, I don't really work for the, like, I don't like the bad guy at all. I just, here, have some money. Like, don't hurt me. <laughs> I think that's great. I, uh, and there's so many little, like, the thing that really gets to me about Zelda and the reason why I love it so much is I love all the little details. Like, even though I don't think Skyward Sword is, like, that good of a Zelda game, and I think it has a lot of problems, and they relied way too much on stuff like motion controls, and I think the dungeon designs, I guess you could say, were, like, not as good. Um, one of the things I do love is there's so many little details where, like, for an example, there is a um, girl who runs the stand that... um she runs the stand where you can like store your items in kind of like the hub town which is called skyloft and she's super bored and then it slowly becomes revealed that she has a crush on link the main character and she's literally like constantly just bored and waiting for him to show up because she likes to talk to him and it, and it's like it's something that like slowly grows over the course of the game and I love that. Or, or like, for example, there's, like, a married couple, and they kind of run the, like, potion stand that's, like, right next to this uh, item girl. And they're constantly, like, arguing with each other, but in, in like, a like an old married couple sort of way. And I just love that. It's such, like, a like they could have done, they could have just had it be, like, you know, you go up to the item shop person, the item shop, the item shop person is like, okay, here you go, take it. And then you can, um grab it and then instead they make it into like a whole character so um like another example in breath of the wild is when you find beetle and he's like a traveling salesman he's walking around and he has a huge sack on his back that he's like carrying all stuff with and then he lifts he actually has like a little overhang thing over his head and then pulls it down and it's like a little store counter that he like built himself so he so he can like he, like, has a little store counter despite, you know, not having a store because it's just him. And it's so cute. It's, like, really hilarious. And also, for some reason, there's, like, a specific bug, and he's really obsessed with it. So if you find that bug, you can sell it to him for, like, triple the price or something. And it's, like, they don't have to add this stuff. You know, they don't need to put it in, but they put it in because it it just is, like, a lovely little, like, touch to the world and touch to the, the minor kind of characters and I love that I think that's the number one reason why I love Legend of Zelda there's a lot of scenes I really like in um, it's one of the 3DS games but it's called um, Link Between Worlds and that one's super cool it has one of my favorite mechanics in any game which is you can run to a wall and turn into a painting and slap yourself onto it and suddenly the game becomes a 2d game and you're traversing this 3d environment via the walls and like objects and stuff and it completely changes the way you move around the world it completely changes how you traverse obstacles and it's like really really cool like you can go through cracks and walls and go through like passages that way and things like that it's amazing and they use it for a lot of like comedic 
effect too. Like um, when you when you first like realize your power to pop out of paintings and you know or or I, guess, or I guess you turn from a painting back into like a regular person. The first time Link does it, he like triumphantly like pulls himself back out of the two D world, and he just because he's on like high up on a wall, he just falls on his face, and it like ruins the scene. But it's such like a cute moment. And they also do like they have a joke where, uh, before the attack happens, like be- before it's revealed what the painting stuff actually is, uh, the main bad guy paints all of these soldiers under the walls of the castle, and and you see the um the kind of castle guards scrubbing it off as if it's graffiti, and they're like, who the hell put graffiti here? That's weird. And then when he kind of like initiates his attack all of the um, soldiers that were painted onto the walls like pop out and you're and they like start fighting and you're like whoa and then and then even later as you're um going through the game sometimes you'll see like painting people that were like put there by the bad guy they'll like pop out again be like ah i got you and it's something that's like a really fun like through line i don't know i mean this was just kind of like a ramble about legend of zelda i know this was longer than my previous episodes but I could just talk about Legend of Zelda like forever and ever. It's uh, and I could talk about Pokemon for two hours if I wanted, or even longer, if you got beyond about like Detective Pikachu and the spinoffs and all that. Uh, I don't know. I just I like talking about stuff I like to talk about, and Legend of Zelda is one of my favorite game series. It's I think one of the best game series out, and uh, I'm absolutely excited for the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, if you're a fan of Zelda, and if you're a fan of the teaser that was put out, like, oh, I hope we get full dungeons in Breath of the Wild style. Uh, I'd also like to see a few more, like, kind of Sheikah Slate powers. Oh, sorry, I hit, I hit a pen on my desk. Um, I'd love to see more Sheikah Slate powers and things like that. I really, I really do kind of hope we finally get to play as Zelda. I know we technically got to play as her in um, Phantom Hourglass, but she was kind of stuck inside of a, uh, a suit of armor. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Zelda is like, I love Zelda. She's so cute and awesome and like such a great character. But I really, um, I think Breath of the Wild Zelda is especially like very well done compared to some of the Zeldas are very kind of one note and boring. I think everyone's favorite Zelda is probably Tetra from Wind Waker because she, you don't even know she's Zelda until the end of the game. Spoilers. Uh, she's awesome. I love that. It's like a really cool kind of reveal. I don't know. I, I just think that it's just a great series. And I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble about it for like 20 minutes or so. And I hope you have a nice day.